Angels, good evening. So I just wanted to jump on the same podcast so that I can touch on a little bit more about this family thing. You know, I was listening to it just now for the first time and and I was thinking about how also when we move, we bring other people into our families of various races and cultures that are we're just trying to escape ourselves etc our family dynamics of the way you were raised or oh it was just this and having a paler face will make you feel like you're living better and sometimes you end up bringing a whole devil into your people's house a whole devil and now it's not just you're bringing them to the family events you're bringing to mama's house now mama gets now so-and-so getting hurt. Then you got the nephew who ends up arrested or something terrible. Just non-stop drama because you brought some demons into your mama house. And that is real. Why would you do that? Like, fuck, it's wrong with you. So anyway. So with that said, we have to be careful. We have to be careful who we bring into our homes. And that is a real thing, you know? That is a real thing. So, an example is that my great-grandfather married a, a Spaniard. And the rumor has it that he married the Spaniard to keep his land in Texas. But the lady was a color-struck woman and and the wickedness that she brought into the family so when my grandma married Mr. Whoop-de-doo my grandfather he was a just old country bumpkin you know no education really she paid for him to go to school uh, you know he didn't come from a family like hers where she was a debutante he was just light skinned clean, smelled good, Gemini. But what my grandmother didn't know is she was bringing a demon into her family. And his family, you know, his sisters and people would visit. And the, it would literally, if you took a picture, you would watch everything be destroyed within months of their visit. And as soon as my grandmother would pull it together, because she would have some sort of nervous breakdown at some point. But as soon as she pulled it together and redid her home again, here they come again. The demons. And so, it taught me something. Because I just saw that happening, but I never really understood it until I got in a relationship with my husband. And his brothers were both, two of them were in their, one was with a white woman, and she was racist. She only liked him. And, uh, you know, tolerated, you know, other blacks as long as you knew your place. You know, that she was better, even though she was garbage. So then we had the other brother brought in a Puerto Rican after his first wife left him for being for his behaviors that were less than savory. She wanted better for herself and her children, and she walked away. And he felt that she was uh, impatient. And, you know, she didn't care and didn't, you know, wasn't strong enough or some crap, he said to me. So he went and got himself a woman 22 years younger than him. She happened to be Puerto Rican. And she wasn't a healthy Puerto Rican. She was a demonic one. 
So anything she laid eyes on that she couldn't copy would be destroyed. Anybody who she came into your workplace, if you had anybody who wasn't for you, she would find them and you would have hella problems with them. I mean, this energy was so unacceptable that nobody should have had to have that in their lives. And yet, we were all subjected to this. I only spent three years with it. And it was off and on, six months on, six months off, until I was like, okay, yep, that's what it is. I'm out. And I refused to have that in my life. And so I made a choice. And my husband supported it. And he was like, you know, he was like, I'm out of here. You know, and and that, the kids that spent time with her, mm, that's all I can say, is the kids and the family that spent time with that spirit. You know? And, and sometimes people spend more time trying to prove somebody wrong than seeing that this person's destroying the family. And, you know, I am very happy that I made the decision to keep my children from that spirit. Very happy. And I'm talking about falling down the stairs. She would call while I was cooking and I'd end up putting too much salt in my food and get a headache. It was just nonstop. It was crazy. And I just knew that that wasn't life. And then they used to make, like, say stupid comments like, Enoch expects life to be great all the time. You know what? I know it's not going to be out of great all the time, but it's not supposed to have all this crap going on all the time. And just life was better without him in it. And so we had to delete a whole side of the family because in interracially mixing, they felt like they wanted to be with each other. And I was okay with that because I didn't want a racist white aunt for my kids. And I didn't want a racist, demonic, Hispanic around my kids. And I wouldn't want a wicked West Indian, Haitian, American, nothing. It doesn't matter what race you are. I don't want it around me. But unfortunately, Islanders, no offense, Islanders, but you know it's the truth. It seems like um, mysticism is just a part of their culture. And it usually comes with the ones that are Catholic by nature, by culture. But most importantly, we have to be careful in who we bring into the family, whether it could be a hillbilly white woman from the sticks that went through so much drama, demoncy, you know, neglect, evil, that now this is a demon spirit. And it's not Spanish, Hispanic, Haitian, whatever. It is white, but it's just as evil because evil is evil. It doesn't matter what culture it comes in. But if it's evil, it's evil. And why should you subject any relatives to evil because you think they're attractive? You think you want to make babies with them because their hair will be soft. Like, what? So, we have to be careful. Because at the same time, you'll be mind effed into thinking that something's wrong with you and your kids when you're a great parent. They just need you to feel like you're less. And that's something that comes with those types of people, you know? And so, 
I think that we have to really, really examine, like, even with my cousin and the Mexican that she married, who's clearly demonic, because anybody corrupt is demonic. And I just chose, God moved them out of my life, and they never got to be a part of my family, because he was not going to make my black son think he wasn't good enough, or he had an attitude, or he was this or that, he wasn't brilliant scholar, physics, engineering student, right? These are important things, and I know it hurts. I know people don't want to talk about it, or they want to cover it in, oh, she's just being racist. She's just being racist. When in fact I'm not, I'm being conscious and paying attention because I love my family, and I've seen a lot happen, and I really just want to have the peace that we all deserve. So I didn't do anything except protect my family. So that's the first part in who you bring into the family. Be careful. If th things are suddenly start going wrong, there's a very strong chance it's your spouse. And the only reason, and you probably are having health issues and all kinds of stuff, headaches. Like my brother-in-law used to have to carry around a bottle of stinking extra strength Tylenol when he wasn't bringing his wife with him around us. And I loved him. He's the godparent, the godfather of my son. And he never got to spend time with him, only once. And it was because I wasn't going to put my son around a demon. And especially a racist demon, color struck demon, that's not going to happen. So, so black people, be careful. Non-black people, be careful. You know, you go and bring the wrong person into your family. And the next thing you know, you guys are destroyed. It can happen with any color. But right now, obviously, I talk about my people, and that's who I'm talking to in general. Okay? The next thing is family being a blessing to other family. So I have an aunt who I love very, very much, but I probably was just way too much trouble for her. You know, and maybe my color made her think that it was because of that, because she used to swear that I was so bad. I used to always get hurt whenever I was with her. Maybe because she didn't watch me. Maybe because she didn't care about me. And so, one summer, after we moved away from, you know, L.A., and we moved, I went back to visit for the summer, and it was like our last year in school. I had was making a decision if I was even going to go back. So, we were doing summer school, and, you know, we had to finish up that in the summer. And, and my aunt takes calls my cousin into the house my cousin were the same age same year and she calls my cousin they call her and her mother call my cousin into the house and pull her in the house and keep her there for a long time and i'm just like oh what you up to so when she finally came back it turns out she was, they were talking to her about college right why didn't they talk to me about it why didn't they want to know what my interests were and i'm going to tell you so my family, my mom married somebody and he moved us out of the ghetto and into a middle class environment in Miami. And I think secretly that kind of bothered my family, like where they felt like I had an advantage or something. But at the same time, I was disadvantaged because I didn't have a mom to fight for me. I didn't have a mom with a degree. I didn't have, you know, a dad that was standing for me. I was pretty much on my own. And so I was going against education. And that's why I fight for education now, because I know that a person like me with the proper guidance, support, etc., would be PhD, public speaking, you know, 
authoring, just really handling life differently as a result, direct result of education. And trust me when I tell you, when they were fighting and trying to kill people because they just wanted to put their kids in a school that was better instead of America giving us better schools, you know, they were fighting with me, trying to stop me from being great, no matter what, every turn. And that's why I fight for education. But in my own family, knowing that my mom didn't, you know, have a education and they knew that, you know, my aunt, the one that pulled her into the house with her mom, she graduated from college. But to her, my dark ass didn't deserve to be educated. You know, they just thought they should pull her away and have that conversation. And she did go off to college. I did not. I went on to beauty school. I still kept going. God was moving on my behalf to allow me to do the great things. But our lives are completely, you know, like she's traveled the world, you know, doing her thing, living her life with her, you know, non-black man who's using her for her money and <laughs> what she can offer to help him live his best life, you know. But um, but the fact is, is that she just doesn't have what I have. And that's solid love, solid, uh, you know, community service, the people I've touched, the people I've changed, the people I've blessed. Hey. If that's how it's supposed to go down, I'm okay with it. But what I don't forgive is that the aunts, my upper people, leaders, felt they wanted to, you know, keep me out of that conversation. And they knew what they were doing. And that's what I say when I say that it took black hands to help bring about the supremacist system. It took people like my aunts who didn't want the dark one to go do it. They thought they would help along this other thing. And they never stopped me. And I pulled away from my family when my daughter was born because, um, you know, I knew they didn't want anything good for me. And, you know, I knew they didn't want anything good for my son. I remember they, you know, one of my cousins spent time with my son and he was very curious. He's two and a half and usually you're bad, but he was curious. He was checking things. And my son was awesome, smart, amazing. He could read, you know, like what? But because of his blackness and she lived with a white, had a white boyfriend coming in and out. She only dated white guys, you know, to her. When he, she's like, Ina, come here. He's doing something really bad. He's doing something really bad. And I'm like, what's he doing? And when I come, he, she had a three-dimensional light socket cover. And it was a little character with wild hair. And it stuck out from the wall. And he was curious. So what, am I supposed to grab him and whoop him and slap him and beat him? Hell no. That's why they don't love you. Okay? A lot of the black men don't in L.A., had those mamas beating on them, slapping on them, you know, think it's okay to do certain things to these black sons. And when they grew up, because how'd you get the black son? You had a black man, black mama, got a black son. But that black son don't want nothing to do with your black face. He is absolutely not interested. <laughs> and if you're light, you better have mixed hair, not a curly perm, because they don't want that. The mama turned them off. The aunties, somebody made them not want to have nothing to do with it. And I'm blessed to know that I don't have that issue with my black son. He loves black women. But the question is, why did my auntie think that it was okay to pull my cousin into the... We were hanging out tight all summer. I was articulate as I am now. You understand? There was no reason for this type of behavior. But it was because she, they systematically wanted to prevent me from getting the knowledge. 
and that's real. And then, you know, it's funny because over the years, you know, she would reach out to me. She's an artist. She never wanted to give me any paintings. She gave them to my cousins, but she was kind enough to give me um, slides to all of her paintings. And that was pretty, pretty awesome because that meant that I could make pictures of them, right? Which Hacker Stalker probably already took and may disappear. But anyway, nothing matters to me that's material, physical, except my family and the love of God. So with that said, though, she we haven't talked in over 20 years my aunt and i have reached out to her you know and she ignored me because she decided she was going to go with the family the, the mexican and my cousin and spend time with them because she felt like that was a better life that was a lighter life paler life and uh and so we were sailing <laughs> living our best lives you know my daughter's an equestrian my son was in track like you know Rory and I were living our best lives so she was missing out but now after 20 years where my cousin my daughter never knew her auntie aunties the you know the great aunts my daughter never knew them and like possibly you know that was a positive because of their color struckness even though she's beautiful they probably attempt to try to make her think she was something less than what she is so that's why God didn't let her know any of those people on my side or my husband's side because my kids were going to be able to know that they were grand with their melanin no curly perms needed just melanated and so with that said anybody doing that and there's a lot of you out there black negroes doing that to your you know your nieces and nephews picking and choosing even the white ones that have mixed nieces and nephews you know they know they're taking the one of the whitest ones and do it. I mean, I see it right there on Facebook. People don't even know they're doing this to their own family. And that's sad. So when we look at the nature of our communities, if you really look at the families that are really all mixed up with multicultural this and that, they're actually not even close. It's a mess. So what's really going on exactly? What's really going on? That's the question. So, again, family, be good to your family. If you want your community to be better, that's the way. That's the way. Is to heal, bless, and lift your own family, like the Wayans did. Keenan Ivory Wayans. I know he had, that was mad drama. I met their mom. Their mom just happened to be a customer that showed up hair all jacked up in regular clothes, like sweatpants and a t-shirt. Nobody even had stains on a t-shirt. She was looking a little crazy. And because I worked in a salon managing in Tribeca, New York City. And I met the mom, but she didn't let us know who she was until the very end of her visit. You know, in my just my conversations that she felt so beautiful and she felt so happy and, and she really appreciated the way that you know, I treated her, I spoiled her rotten and had no idea who she was. It was just, she was coming into a place that was supposed to be a money-making place around that area. And she didn't look like her best self. She was ultra light-skinned black lady, but she was very messy and her hair was messy. And so I wanted her to feel beautiful. And so I made her feel beautiful, but she felt so blessed at the end that she thanked me. So with that said, it just made me wonder how funny and ghetto it could have been in their environment growing up with those guys, you know, because they're just so funny. But Keenan, he didn't just choose one sibling to go make, you know, to bless. He took everybody. He took everybody. And everybody maintained. 
love that. God bless Canaan. And he looks amazing. And that's how we should be. More people should be like Kenan. Ivory Wayans. All right. So anyway, I pray that you understand. I pray that this gets into your soul and that I touch people in the name of the Lord God Almighty to, to shine and illuminate their behaviors in their own families and, and be a blessing to your to your extended family somehow. Even if you don't see them, extend some blessings and grace to them somehow. All right. So I pray that you have supernatural faith. Supernatural love, supernatural favor that surpasses human understanding and grace. And I love you. So download, share, and comment. And uh, let's get this world a better place. Or else let's get off it, right? (laughs) Peace.